0: Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm so excited to bring you today's feature guest, Chelly Pumphrey. Chelly, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Ken. I'd love to be here. I'm excited to be here.
0: And I just realized you told me in the, in the lead-in, <laughs> it's Shelly. And I called you Chelly, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Shelly Pumphrey, and if you don't know Shelly already, she is a licensed professional counselor, and she's a dating coach from here in Denver, not far from where I live. She's devoted to helping others live and love passionately by gaining the confidence to be authentic in their relationships. Chelly offers retreats, therapy, and coaching for people looking for guidance on how to keep their minds calm and their hearts strong in their quest for love. Shelly, take a minute and fill in any blanks from the intro and and give us a glimpse into your personal life, if you would.
1: Uh, Well, I think you summed up the professional part pretty good. I I do both therapy uh, here in Denver in my private practice and also my online dating coaching business. And... It's because of a lot of things that have happened in my personal life that probably drew me into that um, dating coaching business because One of the things that I've always struggled with is my relationships and have always had a passion for finding a relationship that fulfilled me and felt healthy and connected and loving. And um, so I've always had this personal quest to try to make my relationships become that. And I've also seen it so much in my clients and how much our relationships can cause us so much pain or so much joy in our lives so Um, I've really tried to dedicate my work to helping people figure out what the heck to do with their relationships and how to find that love in their lives that um, a lot of people feel like they're missing.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Thank you. And I want to start the way we start our shows with every guest, which is talking about what you might find, I call it a guiding principle, but maybe it's a quote or a mantra for you, but something that you apply in your partnerships that that keeps you on track. It's kind of the thing that brings you back when you're off in the weeds. I'm, I'm wondering what that is for you and and maybe a little insight into how our listeners could apply it in their partnerships.
1: Yeah, great question. Um, the the My favorite mantra that I use is be brave, be you, and be loved. And really what that stands for is, I, I mean, I can go into a lot of detail about what that can mean for people, but essentially the be brave part is you can't find a relationship if you're not willing to be vulnerable and take the risk of opening your heart up to somebody else. I mean, so many of us go through our relationships and we have a lot of heartbreak and pain and, um, you know, we create all these stories about what love means to us and then we become afraid. We become afraid to take those risks and put ourselves out there. So I really um, try to live by that motto to be brave and to help other people figure out ways to help themselves be brave too. Um, And the Be You part is all about being authentic. If you're not being brave enough to put yourself out there in real and authentic ways, you make it really difficult for the partner that you're looking for to find you and to see you. And we get all of these beliefs about, you know self-worth and all these things um, that tell us that something's not good enough with us or you know if we show who we really are somebody's not gonna love us or approve of us so I really try to help people think about ways that they can be more authentic in all of their relationships not just romantic relationships but you know, friendships, relationships with co-workers, relationships with family uh, it's something that I hold near and dear to my heart for sure And the last piece, the beloved piece, is it really kind of fits into that as well. Um, To me, if you don't have a good sense of really loving and accepting yourself and having compassion for who you are as a person, it also makes it really difficult to find a healthy partnership. Because if you're giving yourself a message that there's something wrong with me, I'm not good enough, Um, I'm broken in some way, it's really easy to find partners that will validate that for you. And they will return the amount of love that you have for yourself back to you. So as you can see, that can be a big mistake, um, you know, when it comes to finding partnerships that um, we can get into if we're not aware of what those messages are that we have about self-love. So that's, that's kind of my um, guiding principle, I would say.
0: I dig that. That is great. Uh, not only do I resonate with every part of that, be brave, be loved, or I'm sorry, be you, be loved. It, it so speaks to the biggest challenge we have, right, is how do we really show up? Not the way that are safe, but the ones that feel a little edgy, that feel like, uh, really, I got to tell people this about myself or be this right. about myself. Um, but that's what makes us lovable. That's what makes it what I call worth exploring love. That's a that's a investment on many levels. And so it's like, well there's got to be something there that's worth investing in. Right. And when we hold that back and then we wonder why, you know, we don't get the second date or whatever. Well, they probably didn't feel like it was a good use of our, you know, what we're investing into that. It's like, huh, that's not that great. So, I love that that's that's kind of your touchstone that that brings you back and I'm sure a lot of people listening are going, Yeah, I could use that. (laughs) So thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, Shelley, one of the things that our listeners love about this show is the stories that our guests share. And what I'd love to do now is is dive right in. And what I'm going to ask you to do is take us to a time in your life when you, well, you kind of tripped up in a partnership, and and I'd love for you to tell us that story. You know, what were you doing then? How'd you trip up? What'd you trip on? And then we can kind of expand on what you learned from that experience and, and how it's helped you move forward.
1: All right. A chance to be vulnerable and authentic. I love it. Um, my story is that Um, I was actually married for 10 years. I was in a relationship for 12 years, um, married for 10. And during that time, I was not happy. I really, probably for the the most, most of the time that I was married, I felt pretty unfulfilled. And I had a really hard time figuring out what it was that I needed in, in my marriage. And I really tripped up in all of those areas that I just talked about. I, I didn't know how to really assert my needs. I didn't know how to love myself and um, really be true to who I was and show that to my partner. And it ended up turning into a divorce. I finally got to the point where I, you know, we, it was just um, impossible to make it work because we had gotten so far into our dysfunction. So I went through a divorce, which was a really good thing. Um, and then I found myself in the dating world eventually. Um, and I think any of your listeners probably know what the online modern day dating culture is like. And there can be a lot of great opportunities out there, but it can be really um, anxiety producing as well. And a real, a, a big test of um, you know, your confidence and and self-esteem when you get out there. So for probably five or six years, I found myself going you know, in and out of relationships, and because it was something that I felt so strongly about finding, um, I really made myself a student of these relationships. But the worst part of it was that, I, I mean, I've been a therapist for 20 years. I supposedly should know this stuff, and I was just completely blinded. I couldn't figure out what I kept doing wrong. I kept getting caught in these patterns with these relationships again and again. And I realized that I kept doing the same thing I had done in my marriage. I was hiding myself. I was afraid to show who I was. Um, I didn't have very good messages about who I was as a person. I, even though I have a pretty healthy sense of self and self-esteem, there was still some really deep, hidden stuff um, that I had not dealt with that were te- you know, some messages in there that were telling me that I really wasn't good enough. So I kept par- partnering with these men who um, validated that for me. In some way that showed me that I wasn't a priority, or that they kept pulling away and were afraid of commitment, or, um, you know, just really weren't available for me on the emotional level that I needed them to be. And um, it was crazy. It was like um, I was a magnet for that. Like every relationship, even though the details were different, it was the same kind of stuff again and again. So I finally started to bring my. Knowledge of of my clinical experience as a therapist and dating coach, and said, "Hello, you gotta apply this to your life too. What are you doing, lady?" <laughs> and so I started um, getting clear. And I started making a huge effort to take a risk and love. And no matter how many times my heart had been broken, I said, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it again. And every time that I pushed myself to be more vulnerable and authentic and show myself in a relationship, I noticed that I kept getting better quality relationships along the way. And so I finally found myself in a place where I make a daily practice of being vulnerable. I make a daily practice of even when something feels like it's impossible to share about myself or it feels really scary, I always know then that's the time that I need to share it with my partner. And because of that, I've found a whole new way of being in a relationship and a whole new level of
0: relating
1: to a partner and You know, feeling like my needs can be met, my needs are important, um, and I don't have a lot of the anxiety that I used to have in relationships, too. I feel a lot more confident, and if I do get anxious about uh, my connection with a partner, I'm able to talk about it and say, hey, I need a little reassurance here. I need a little more connection. Can you give me that? And he goes there. So it's been a, a journey for me, but it's really been a gift to be able to get in touch with these Um, you know, this mantra, be brave, be you, and be loved, because it's, it's such a personal experience here for me that I've seen that changing those things can mean a world of difference when it comes to finding love in my life. And I know that it does, it works in other people's lives as well, just by teaching it to uh, the people that I work with. So that's kind of my story, Ken.
0: Well, that's, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you sharing that. And, and, just you sharing that is being brave, right? It's showing up. It's being you right. and going, yeah, i you know, it's funny. I, I uh, recently interviewed Alison Armstrong and, and uh, she was talking about that she started the uh, I Suck at Partnership Club. <laughs> and she said that what you need to qualify for that is the awareness to recognize when you're screwing up. Right. Because so, that's really what somebody that's attuned to partnership is being able to go, that's not helpful that that doesn't work for us that's that's totally me oriented it's not partnership oriented and she's like so you know she's been whatever she's been doing 25 years or so of doing this kind of work and she's like I finally made it into the club (sighs) because now I understand oh I can catch that as opposed to just keep running blindly down that you know dark hallway going no no problems Um, right so yeah that's thank you for bringing that up
1: yeah Yeah, I I love that you said that because it really is about that, um, you know, having some compassion for ourselves and and owning that we're all human and relationships are hard. They're one of the hardest things that we learn how to do and we're going to make mistakes and if you can't be okay with who you are, first of all, as a human being and then be okay with who you are in a relationship, you're going to be in a world of hurt. You're never going to feel in alignment with yourself and it, I always feel like it kind of gives this, uh, you kind of get in this vicious cycle. Like the worse I feel about myself, the more I hide. And then the more I hide, the worse I feel about myself, you know?
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, It's a downward spiral for sure. Right. Well, let's switch gears a little bit, Shelly. What I'd like to do is ask you to tell us a story of a time when you had what I call the, one of those duh moments, you know, where you're like, uh, how did I miss that? I really can't believe I've been such a knucklehead and what I'd like you to do is share with us what happened and then then we can expand on what steps you took to take that wake-up moment and turn it into a building block for your future partnerships
1: yeah that's a, another um, authentic moment for me I guess um, what comes to mind is I had um, I was dating this guy a couple of years ago who um, I my gut told me I was in that same pattern. And he was, um, he wasn't, he was kind of critical. He would really play into that low self-worth stuff that came up for me. And every time that I expressed a feeling or maybe something that felt kind of insecure to me, he, my senses, his own insecurities came into play, but he couldn't handle that. He couldn't go there. So, um, he would Kind of dismiss me or put me down, like I, you know, kind of make me feel like I was being too needy or, um, kind of, too anxious in the relationship. And I really started owning that because my my go to was I'm not good enough, so there must be something wrong with me instead of well, this guy's just being kind of a jerk. So, I we kind of got caught in this cycle, and I would find myself just spending hours thinking about this like what am I doing wrong here what why can't I see this with this guy Um, it feels like nothing nothing that I do is good enough and it was like in my mind I knew that I knew what was going on and my gut was telling me that this just wasn't a healthy relationship but my my feelings were so wrapped up into it that I couldn't see past that and then it was, this was kind of my aha moment of just putting two and two together with knowing what I know as a therapist and connecting the dots. And one of the pieces that I really um, try to teach my clients about is about something called attachment. And I don't, I'm not going to get too overly scientific and clinical here, but um, attachment is basically what we learn as, as infants and when we express a need in those first few years of life to our parent or main caregiver, that need is either met or it's not met, or maybe it's met some of the time. And based on how that need is met, it teaches us everything that we need to know about relationships in the future. So if you learn that your needs can't be met in a relationship, you go out into the world and you learn that you can't trust other people in relationships. So you might be afraid of intimacy or commitment. Or if you learn that your needs get met, then you realize that, hey, relationships are good stuff. I can depend on others. It's safe to trust. Or you might feel like once in a while your needs got met. So relationships create a lot of anxiety and you need somebody to be closer to you, even though it might... um, create a lot of anxiety when they pull away from you. So that's kind of how, like attachment kind of explains how we feel about trusting and depending others in relationships. So what happened to me, my aha moment was that I realized that my attachment stuff was getting in the way of finding a healthy partner. And what I realized is that I needed a lot of reassurance and connection with my partners. I needed to have somebody who could, um, you know, be in more contact with me or um, be more reassuring or affectionate and just have some commitment there and to also just be okay with my feelings when they came up. But what happens with people who are a little bit more anxiously attached is we start to feel... A lot of inadequacy. It really plays into the self worth stuff that's there and because what you worry about is forming a connection with somebody. And sometimes that need to connect is a lot stronger than the rational thinking that would come into play to say, hey, this person's not really a great fit for you, or this guy's being kind of a jerk, so don't go with him. Your need to connect is going to trump. That rational thinking of what a healthy relationship might be sometimes. So hopefully that's kind of making sense. So I had this realization here that that's what was happening for me. I I was just needing to connect with somebody. So I was just connecting to whoever it was that was there in that space for me at the time, whether he was healthy or not. And I started to bring all of my clinical knowledge about attachment in and say, hey, we got to calm my brain down. We got to figure out how to uh, connect with somebody in a healthier way and assert what I, you know, assert my needs, talk about my feelings and really push through those fears of not being good enough so that I could find somebody who could go there with me and meet my needs for attachment. So once I had that kind of aha moment, I was able to really transform my relationships and find people who were a better match for my attachment style.
0: Yeah, that definitely sounds like a big wake up.
1: Yeah, it was. Wow,
0: that is really cool. And thank you for, for sharing that with us. And one of the things that stands out to me is what you were talking about with that connection. And I know it was a long process for me to understand the importance of connection um, for in large part, I mean, as a default for the feminine, that's very important. It makes right. you feel safe. It's it's that whole community aspect that myself as a man doesn't have that same desire for it. So I never got that if I wasn't connecting with them, they didn't feel safe. Right. And they didn't oftentimes know that for themselves. They're just like, I don't like it. You're not here. And then I'm like, what? And it came up. It showed up in my work i'd be you know leading a program to a bunch of women and i'd approach it like a guy would have let's get some results done so i just start right in i wouldn't even ask them their names or why they were there i made no connection and the class would just look at me like i was an idiot and then when i'd finally figure it out or stumble across it usually i didn't realize what i was doing and i'd get some connection going the class would open up so it wasn't even safe for them to you know engage in the class because i hadn't recognized that now that i know that. I spend a bunch of time connecting with people and it's a totally different experience. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. And I think for women especially, um, you know, when you're thinking of, you know, kind of that masculine feminine dynamic that goes on, that's a big piece of it. We, I think, we, I mean, it can go for men too, but we definitely need that connection um, to help us feel secure in a relationship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Shelley, I'd, I'd like us to take another little turn of the wheel here. And what I would like you to do is is share a story of one of your proudest moments in partnership. And it doesn't matter if it's, you know, romantic, family, career, whatever fits for you. But what I've noticed for myself is when I think of a moment in partnership that, that is really one of those proud moments, I recognize I can't help but smile when I think of it. So what's one of those for you?
1: Um, I would say that... Most recently, um, my most recent relationship has been the proudest moment for me because it, to me, it's so crystal clear that I have finally changed some of these old patterns and I can, even though it still feels intimidating or uncomfortable sometimes, I'm so much more willing to put myself out there and take that risk and say, hey, this is who I am. Maybe it looks like I'm a little needy sometimes or, uh, insecure or, or scared, but this is what I need and this is who I am. And then to feel that respected and cared for in return makes me just light up. Like it's, it's exactly what I've been searching for my whole life. And, um, so it, it feels good to know that I finally figured that out and, um, you know, can get my needs met in a way that feel that feels very healthy and very fulfilling.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Well, I know we've been kind of talking about past experiences in partnership. And what I want to do is bring our conversation more into the present. So what I'd like to ask you, Shelly, is what what's one partnership that's really exciting in your life right now?
2: Well,
1: it's, uh, again, it's this this current partnership. It's really, um, it's all about being very open and authentic and exploring what it feels like to be vulnerable and take those risks with each other. I mean, it's it's a two-way street. It's, it's um, you know, I think, you know, as you get to be older, like, we all come into this world with baggage. We all know that as humans, it's really hard to skate through life and not have things come up that um, have either been you know difficulties in our lives that we've had to overcome or maybe things that we become ashamed of or that you know we feel like we want to change in our lives and to be able to come to the table and say hey this is what's up with me this is this is who I am this is where I come from and it's not always pretty but to be able to express that openly and to know that you can be loved unconditionally in return is really freeing. And that's, that's kind of the space that I'm in right now where, um, you know, there's a lot of compassion there. There's a lot of honesty and open communication about who we are and, um, you know, how we can continue to help each other feel safe and growing in this relationship.
0: Well, again, congratulations, because that's a really cool experience to have and, and space to be in. And it sounds like, you know, like you mentioned earlier, this has been a lifelong journey to get to this point and for you to be able to, you know, recognize and going, hey, this is work. Like all these things are playing out. They're they're actually coming together. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Shelley, we've arrived at what I call the bring it all home portion of the show, and this is where we, we step away from the stories. And now we provide some simple, concrete guidance for our listeners so they can Take that information and apply it immediately to their partnerships. So what I'd like to start with is what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you have ever received?
1: I think that the best advice is just it's around the being brave information. It's taking that risk to not only open yourself up to dating and and another person in a relationship, but, um, you know, just taking the risk to be yourself and be authentic. I think, um, you know, it's easy for us to get afraid to take risks with people, especially as we go through life and we have, you know, more opportunities for heartbreak or loss And our tendency is to want to shut down and to close off to those experiences. Um, And we get kind of jaded and hardened around um, what relationships can mean. So to me, the best thing to do is to keep trying. Don't let your heart close up and, um, you know, be afraid of those stories that you've created based on experiences, of course. Um, But be willing to to keep trying something new if something isn't working for you, then it's it's probably time to take a risk and try something different. And to really look at like, what am I hiding here? What am I afraid of? Um, and I think, you know, for people, it, sometimes it's really hard for us to get clear on what that is um, just by doing the work ourselves. So, you know, I, I'm a personal growth junkie, and I think probably if you know, any of your listeners are here listening to a podcast like this, then they're probably interested in learning as well. So to me, anywhere that people can find some ways to get clarity around what their fears are, what their limiting stories or beliefs are, um, is it, that's going to help them. So whether it's listening to things like this you know, seeing a coach or a therapist or going to some kind of personal growth activities. All of those things are ways to get more clarity um, and get more confidence and help people in, you know, being more brave in their lives.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. So the next thing I want to ask you is what would you say is either the book or the resource that, that you would recommend to our listeners right now and, and, and why that particular resource?
1: Well, one, as, as I kind of introduced earlier, um, one of the big things that I really teach people about is about attachment, and that is not really a, a commonly known term or concept. It's something that we use in the therapy world, but it's, it's not out there in the mainstream, but what I've found is that when people learn about this, it just it can magically transform their their dating lives and their relationships so I have a couple of books that um, are out there that I usually recommend that can help people understand more about what their attachment style is and these are not like hardcore clinical books that are over people's heads they're meant for everybody to read and very um, you know very informative and um, helpful for most people so One of the, the first book is by Stan Tatkin, which is T-A-T-K-I-N, and his book is Wired for Love, and I find that's a really good one for people, especially people who are already in a partnership, um, where they can understand how they need to attach to somebody and how their partner needs to. And the other one is called Attachment, or I'm sorry, Attached, and that's by, uh, the authors are Heller and Levine. And that's another one. That one's kind of fun. It's got some quizzes in it that you can take that uh, can help you understand what your attachment style is and what your partner's is, too. So those are two of my go-to books to help people understand this a little bit more.
0: Excellent, and thank you for, for uh, framing it so that we knew that these weren't you know clinical books, but they're actually written for the average person like me yeah. that can just read it and understand it from a different level. Yeah, that's Absolutely. great. What I'd like to do is actually leave our listeners with an example of the payoff of partnership. And, and what I mean by that is, if you wouldn't mind sharing a specific example of something you were either able to do or to create or experience that was purely the result of being in partnership.
1: I love this question because to me, it, this means a lot um, about how you can go out and function in the world. And the way I look at it is a healthy functioning relationship is your foundation. And a lot of us when we're not in a relationship, we can feel lonely, we can feel unsettled, we can feel ungrounded and kind of unfulfilled in our lives. And that goes for people who are independent and like, you know, comfortable with being alone and all those things. It it's still okay to want and need a relationship. So I just always like to put that out there. But A good partnership is like a foundation, and when you have that foundation, you can build the rest of your your life on top of it. And so, you know, you think of a house, a house has a steady foundation under it, you can put a lot of weight in that house, you can put all the beautiful decorations in it, you can do everything you want with this house as long as you have the foundation. But if you don't have the foundation, you can't build the house. So I really think of you know everything in our lives as that house that we need to build and it's not going to be really sturdy if we're not in that concrete fulfilling healthy relationship so it's really um, something that's always worth putting an effort into um, to finding love and um, you know something that works for you in your life uh, when it comes to relationships so I want to tell people don't give up if you're searching for this uh, because it's out there. Sometimes you just got to do a little work to make it happen.
0: Fantastic. Shelly, I mean, it's clear you have so much to share, and I love the way you blend the clinical with the personal experience. And if you would do us a favor and let our listeners know how they can contact you and learn more about what you do.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I have a website that is probably a great way to find me, and the uh, the website is shellypumphrey.com. And I will spell that because my name is a little tricky. It's C H E L L I P U M P H R E Y dot com. The easier way is AuthenticGate.com. dot com. That would probably be uh, much easier for people to remember. So those are probably um, the best two uh, links to my website for people to give me, um, you know, get in contact with me.
0: Excellent. And for anybody listening, that's you know on a run or driving the car or whatever, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and you can put Shelly's name in the search bar and you will see all those links so you won't have to worry about writing them down or trying to remember it for the rest of your run. Well, I got to tell you, Shelly, your stories, your insights, they've really been incredible. I'm so, so thankful for you for coming on and being brave and being you. And I've learned a ton from this. So I know our listeners have. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
2: Well, thank you, Ken. I love the work that you're doing and um, just sounds like it's really important to get this out there for people. So I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, do this with you and to just uh, have the time to spend here talking to all of your listeners. So thanks again.
0: You're super welcome. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.